The people of the state of New York versus Donald John Trump. For the first time in his life, dirty moderates, Donald John Trump, who also disgracefully had to be the 45th president of the United States, is a criminal defendant. First time. Yep, this is uncharted waters for everybody. A painful day, though. I, I, I want to say not painful because, sure, I saw seeing broken and battered and beaten down and humiliated. As we know, there was no mug shot. We didn't see him in handcuffs. You know, he was given a little uh, premium treatment. Nonetheless, the arrest and arraignment of a former president is a total turning point in American history. And, you know, we do politics here. I'm not an attorney. I'm very fascinated by the legal implications of this 34 counts, um, 34 felony counts in connection with the hush money play, uh, paid to Stormy Daniels, though involving really the falsifying of documents, the falsifying of records. But look, it was not routine what we saw today. Okay. It was not like all the arraignments that you'd see in New York on any given day. It was totally, totally surreal. And look, whether you like Trump or not, whether you think he's guilty or not, tough day. The country. We're 250 years old. We've never seen this. You know, Donald Trump hasn't gone away. He still hasn't conceded the 2020 election. But to see him in a courtroom represents, in a lot of ways, what America has become, what America has failed to live up to. Sorry to be bleak, right? But a courtroom where mobsters and criminals go now have a president of the United States, former president of the United States, named as a criminal defendant. I, I, again, Trump to me has done much worse, folks. Whether it's the Georgia situation, find me 11,780 votes. Whether it is the Mar-a-Lago boxes we learned yesterday that even after the subpoena, he moved the boxes again. Jack Smith, special counsel, is going to be looking into this, okay? This, this, and this latest case obviously is more than just about hush money. But it's not easy to see. I'm not happy about it. Um, you know, and I, I've been pondering, how does this indictment and arraignment, you know, the arrest of Donald J John Trump, how does it alter the perception of the presidency? You know, we talk about it sullying the presidency. Well, Trump's presidency sully the presidency. But how does popping the indictment cherry in American history shape or reshape what we think of the chief executive? The person who swears on that Bible to uphold the oath of office. Um, former presidents can now be indicted. By the way, the Constitution says nothing about indicted people or presidents running for or candidates running for higher office. And also, um, they contemplate the guilt um, or potential prosecution of a president once he or she leaves office. That's in the Constitution. But if you remember, in 1974, Nixon was an unindicted co-conspirator because presidents weren't indicted. Okay, There were charges on a lot of things. And he got pardoned. He got off. You know, he was charged with obstruction of justice, among a lot of other things. Gerald Ford was a successor. He gave him a pardon to heal the nation just a month after that. We watched that. Um, Ford said he couldn't stand to see the president go on trial. Well, 
there's consequences for that 50 years later, 48 years later. And that's Donald John Trump thinking that if you're president, you live in an immunity-free zone. Famously, Richard Nixon was interviewed by David Frost in 1977. Many of you, pro many of you probably saw Frost Nixon, but when he said, if the president does it, that means it's not illegal. Can't be illegal. He was saying this in his exile in San Clemente, California, after leaving office in disgrace. But up until Nixon, that was the worst punishment you could get. You could be charged with something. If you thought you were going to get impeached and convicted, you could leave office. That's what Nixon did. And then retire to the California coast. Gerald Ford didn't have the stomach to put the country through the prosecution of Richard Nixon, even in the post-presidency. Again, we're in Trump's post-presidency, but we're in this nebulous area because he is the 2024 Demo uh, Republican likely nominee. And I know Democrats don't think so. And I'm here to tell you, yeah, this is a political win for him and for MAGA. It is a defeat for the country. I think he will be completely destroyed in the general election. But this only makes him stronger and martyred. Just before I taped tonight, he was giving one of his crazy, long-winded, ridiculous speeches. I mean, full of retribution, full of lies, said that he could potentially get the death penalty under the Espionage Act, that votes were stolen. He repeated the big lie. He accused the Democrats of hating him from day one. He said he is the avatar of the people and that they came for him meant they're coming for you. This is going to be his line. And the reason I say that, are these are going to be GOP talking points. Remember that in 2024, certainly Trumpian talking points. They're going to talk about, again, the prosecution, right, of Donald Trump, the witch hunt, right? But this one's the biggest because he again said tonight, two phony impeachments, Russia collusion, and the biggest fall. Well, listen, um, we know that Donald Trump, okay, we know that there is a case. This is only one case, but to say this case is weak, here's where I stand. I'm not a lawyer. I still think it's vague, um, not because it isn't um, real, but because for the American people, can they make sense of this? Are they going to understand? Are they going to care? Unlike, you know, trying to steal a presidential election. I remember during the whole uh, time of the first impeachment of clearly when he extorted Zelensky to try to undermine Joe Biden, who would eventually be his, his 2020 opponent because he knew Biden would beat him and Biden did. You know, he's that famous phone call. Do me a favor. I don't think people understood what he's being impeached for. Well, tonight he said that the Georgia phone call was a perfect phone call, maybe even more perfect than the Ukrainian phone call. The call to Brad Raffensperger, 11,780 votes. So, again, we're not trying Donald Trump on some large national case. He's being tried in New York for this. This case was brought by Alvin Bragg, the DA of Manhattan. And we heard Alvin Bragg today when he released the indictment and the statement of facts falsifying records, okay, in New York is a felony. 
In particular, the creation of phony documentation to cover up a campaign finance violation. This has actually been prosecuted in New York many times. Yeah, not against anybody as powerful as Trump, but it's been prosecuted. This is exactly the accusation against Trump. Now, the judge and jury are going to have to make this determination. This case may not even go to trial, they're saying, till March of 2024, um, if, if, if at all. It could be dismissed. One can imagine. But also there's a strong case to be made that there could be a trial going along with a presidential election. Look, Manhattan, the Manhattan DA that's going to prosecute this case, it's very important to know. Its jurisdiction is New York City. I lived there for many years. This is the financial capital of the world. This means that crimes of a financial and fraudulent and white collar nature, international banking, High-profile individuals have been handled by this jurisdiction for years. Recently, the office, same office, convicted um, the Trump organization, specifically got a guilty plea, if you remember, from Alan Weisselberg, Trump's long-term accountant, on um, an intricate and years-long tax fraud scheme. Now, the books and the records and all the counts laid out is what the DA does. Trump pleaded not guilty, of course. Um... Apparently, he's the 30th defendant to be indicted on false record charges since Alvin Bragg took office. Um, the Trump Organization and Weisselberg plea, that had also um, felonies relating to business falsification. So these 34 felony, felony counts, okay, make really, really clear of what it meant to pay off a porn star. It's not about paying off a porn star. It's not even about having an affair with a porn star, just so people are clear. It's about Michael Cohen in the waning days of the 2016 election and the repayment to, um, excuse me, the repayment of the amount of $130,000 by Donald Trump to Michael Cohen reimbursed as legal expenses. Okay? He had Cohen write the check. He reimbursed him. There are 11 counts here for false invoices, 11 for false checks and check stubs, 12 for false general ledger entries. So big deal in New York. I mean, for people who say that there is no legal basis to this, there is a legal basis to this. There are politics, though, where the rule of law applies. It's called the rule of politics. You can't escape it. But the statement of facts are clear that these are felonies in New York. Okay, the statement also alleges that deals, there's another deal in there, um, one for Stormy Daniels and you know, this other Playboy bunny he slept with, Karen McDougal, that involved the National, uh, National Enquirer. If you remember, Trump had a very long-standing relationship with them um, in that they tried to help him win the presidency. If it is proved that those deals were indeed made, that would be a violation of state and federal election laws. So false records, okay, in the indictment, covered up the campaign finance violation. Now, the particulars of what Trump's case did are here not unique. Many people have tried to skirt the limit, get around campaign finance laws. Um, as I said, many of these crimes have been prosecuted repeatedly. Um, it's 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 a big deal in New York. Okay, so this isn't new for Alvin Bragg. It's new for America.
It's not new for the Manhattan DA's office as an institution, but it is new for America. Right? Lawyers will tell you you have to prove an intent to defraud. And the statute says that a person is guilty of falsifying business records when, quote, with intent to defraud, the individual commits certain acts. Okay. Well, in New York itself, the bar to prove that level of intent is actually not required. It just isn't. New York appellate courts have already held in multiple cases, a lot of cases, that the intent to defraud, okay, um, isn't always as clear cut as the opposition might make it. You know, oh, you have to prove intent, and if you can't prove intent, he can't be convicted. It's not really true. It's not really true. Um, look, Trump will has tried and will continue to try to frustrate this investigation. He has attacked the judge. He has attacked the judge's daughter. He's attacked, attacked the judge's wife. All of these things are a disgrace. His own lawyers have warned him, as did uh, the judge in the courtroom today, that he shall not do that if he wants this to have any credibility. He's only digging his own hole. And look, was a federal candidate for the presidency. Okay, and state governments, state authorities can enforce state law in relation to cases that involve a federal candidacy. He ran for president of the United States. Okay, so sure, if this wasn't Trump, I guess you could say, well, is this a federal case um, and you're making it a state case? Perhaps, but he's presidential candidate, president of the United States. Okay, there is absolutely grounds to act. Alvin Bragg used an abundance of caution. He not only alleges violations of state campaign finance law, but also alleges federal violations. Okay? Uh, lawyers on Trump's side and MAGA and the Republicans think this case could be thrown out. Ah, I don't know. That means a judge would have to say that Trump isn't covered by federal or state law or that there really is no case. But one thing is true. The politics that people say are only at work here, meaning that there is no basis to this case other than go get him. Trump isn't true because Trump, though he is the first president to be uh, um, indicted and arraigned. Actually, any other New Yorker and many other New Yorkers have been treated this way. That doesn't mean I'm not here to say that. That uh, he's not. Um, um, going to be viewed in a political light. Of course he's going to be viewed in a political light. Of course most people are going to say, nah, it's nothing. He didn't do anything. Now, he's due in court in December. That's next, like I said. His lawyers asked for him to be excused from attending the hearing in person because of all the security that comes with being a president. Okay. Make no mistake about it. The crossroads is real. There's no joke about the, the nature of the law. The law is very clear in New York. But then again, we've never had anything like this with a president. A president is controversial. A president who is literally drowning in a panoply of alleged crimes and charges. And now 
this arrest. He is a criminal defendant. I mean, one has to ask yourself, how did we get here? Popping the indictment cherry is history-making. Having a president as a criminal defendant is history-making. But I don't take pleasure in it. And by the way, I'll go a step further. Donald Trump deserves the presumption of innocence like anybody else. Of course, you all know how much I detest him. What do we say here? But we are never Trumpers, first and foremost, trying to save the democracy that he has sullied and undermined so um, odiously. But just because he's been acting like a total lunatic and just because he hasn't believed and believe the Central Park Five, for example, who were later exonerated 30 years ago, uh, jogger in Central Park was murdered and uh, five or six black guys were accused. Well, he took out an ad, you may remember, calling for the death penalty. Anyway, when they were exonerated back, I guess, in 2019, fully exonerated, he said he didn't believe it. So, no, Trump is not going to give his political opponents of any kind any quarter, any quarter whatsoever. But we, the people, very importantly, must remember that Trump is innocent until proven guilty. Does that mean that he shouldn't be proven guilty? No, but it just means that he's not yet been proven guilty. Okay? What's ahead of us? Fannie Willis in Georgia. To me, that's the most egregious of the cases. He is on tape. James Comey famously said, Lordy, I hope there are tapes long ago when he was fired by Trump and went through his imbroglio. Remember, when it was revealed that there was a taping system that Nixon was using by a guy named Alexander Butterfield, who was a uh, an aide to Nixon because he had installed the taping system, it turned out that Nixon had the had the tapes. He wouldn't surrender them. The Supreme Court, eight to zero, said he must. And not long thereafter, he resigned. Well, these tapes are widely available. We're in the digital age now. Okay, we all have heard it. If you haven't heard the Trump phone call, which he today said in his speech was perhaps a perfect call than the one she used to extort Zelensky, President Zelensky of Ukraine. Will you go online and listen? We covered the January 6th hearings right here so extensively. Many of you listening to this watched it with us. We did it live and we saw what abuse of power really means. While that has no bearing on a case in the state of New York, there are more cases to come. And while it may make MAGA cheer and it may make dear cult leader all the more hallowed, all the more aglow, all the more haloed, it makes America, I believe, sadder, uh, more wounded, and perhaps, I don't know, not, not quite as squeaky clean as it was before this happened. Not America's fault, but he did serve as president, and he did narrowly beat Hillary Clinton. He did. And that's on us. Now we leave it, this case, and the future ones to the judicial system. 
Folks, thank you for always listening. Um, Of course, we're going to have all the coverage here for you on this uh, story and more and everything. And so much new content coming your way. Thank you for supporting us. Always, if you don't subscribe to this podcast, you know where to go. Go wherever you listen to your podcast and find us. In the meantime, folks, stay dirty, stay moderate, and of course, stay safe.